Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Koshcast. Ah, I think I said that wrong. This is what happens when Alex isn't around. The Koshcast at under underscore the Kosh on, uh, is it? I I'm not calling it that. On I'm just Twitter. calling it Twitter. I don't, I don't yeah. care. I'm calling it Twitter. <laughs> Screw Elon. I'm calling it Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I gotta say, I gotta say, I like, I like the new logo. It's nicer than the bird. No, man, it has to be the bird. Cause like now it's called a repost or like you just quote, you don't retweet. Like, no, no, it's ass. It's ass. But anyway, that was the voice of Mohanan. Mohanan, how are you doing today? I'm good. I don't think I've done one of these in seven months, which is the uh, how old my daughter is. And, which makes and we sense. may have lost him for a bit, which <laughs> is why he hasn't he's gone. He hasn't done one of these. <laughs> <laughs> we have been having Ooh. some technical difficulties, um, which which have hit Mo harder than than most. But Roy, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, man. Um, having having a good summer. Um, Enjoying the first week of the Premier League, can't complain, and um, look, oh, looking forward to chatting <laughs> wherever we head today. Go things around Messi or um, yeah, Chelsea probably as well. High on the agenda. So, all right. So, I think I think it's going to be good because we've ditched the intros. We're starting again. <laughs> Mo, what's going on? I'll say the same thing I said last time, which is, uh, <laughs> this is my first one in seven months, which is how old my daughter is now. So yeah, this kind of makes sense. Nice. Give us the Bebeto celebration. Come on, bro. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take awesome. us back. Awesome. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Good. Roy, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. Um, work is work is work, but trying to enjoy the summer with the kiddies. Um, mine a little bit older than yours. I I can I can leave them to their own devices to do their thing, which is nice. But uh, yeah, glad literally their glad, own devices. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> <laughs> trying to control that's a bit of a problem, but hey, it is yeah. what it is. <laughs> the dream, the dream. Just leave me alone and go play. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's great. So I had a I had an interesting weekend in that uh, I play on this soccer league on Sundays, the worst pitch ever, and uh, I ended up getting in a a tackle and twisted my knee, and it's been three days later, and I just regained like the ability to walk like a normal human being, <laughs> but I'm not sure whether this is like how much this is a combination of like the tackle was really that strong or old age on my part i can't i can't tell what bernie what you're just it is. You're, you're just following the acl trend that we're seeing you say, know, I, did, yeah. you, did you have a preseason in the u.s by any chance i didn't even have a preseason <laughs> in the, i didn't even stretch <laughs> that said i did go actually to your actually i did i did go to go to new york to go watch the united arsenal preseason game there so you go there's something over there just looking at that there. pitch, just looking at that pitch. <laughs> <in your name. laughs> oh man! Oh man! Yeah, yeah. But speaking of old men running around doing things, uh, uh, the goat, Messi. Uh, as we speak, right? The game is ongoing right now. I think just, just ended. Yep. He scored, uh, I think, the second goal in this game from very long range. Can, can I just say I'm going to let Mo. 
get started, and I know Roy has an opinion. I am look. I just called him the goat. Yeah, I just said it right. So like, let's get the bias thing out of the way. They are letting this man play play whatever the hell he wants <laughs> because that goal the keeper went is in my contract. To let him score every game <laughs> because that was ridiculous. <laughs> Listen, it comes with the goat territory. When you've achieved so much in life, you know, this is what you get, right? You get allowances. Um, listen, man, like, uh, like, all I can say is that Lionel Messi is making me watch the League Cup, the MLS League. And not, you know, this, I'm even saying the MLS. Do you know how much I don't know about this? It's he's letting me watch MLS League Cup. I didn't even know this tournament existed. I had no idea what the use of it was. I mean, the fact that I'm watching this, I've watched all the last four games, like religiously. I've set the alarm. I've watched the games. And every game, honestly, I see why people are paying five, six hundred bucks a ticket. Every game has been fireworks. Like he has like, forget about the level and all that stuff. At the end of the day, it's for entertainment. And he's provided that. He's not there walking around the field doing nothing. He is providing entertainment week in, week out. And like. I just can't help but get sucked in, man. Like, I'm just so... I'm all in. Like, I'm getting that pink kit. I'm in. But he's... <laughs> the thing is, like, I can I can understand why he loves it. Like, you know when you're in... So, like, we used to have these these games where grade 6, 7, and 8 would play each other. And when you're yeah. in grade 6 playing grade 8, man, it's tough. Then you get to grade 8 and you're playing grade 6 and you're like, man, this is, like, the best. Like, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I can score four goals if I want to. This is amazing. That's all Messi is doing. He's played. He's playing some great sixes. Like this is this is great. I can yeah, score from it, whatever I want in the pitch. The thing is, though, you're right. Like it looks. He makes. He makes it look so different than everyone around him. And like I was worried about this is MLS. This is going to be like fine. They suck, but they're physical at least, right? And he's 36, almost 36. So it's just like at least the physicality will create some balance between how amazing he is and how fast and strong these other guys are. It makes no difference. The guy's just in the right spot, with the right amount of touches, with the efficient movement. It, it just shows you that really you need the brains and the talent and the touch a lot more than the physicality in this game. Like It's just what it is. I, I'm amazed that you were scared that the physicality would get to him after seeing Javinko absolutely tear up the league for two years. <laughs> Like, he legitimately tore this shit up for two years. And I'm now certain that in MLS, you need to be smaller than all these big teams, I think. I, th- I think that is the, the the way that this thing works. Because that's the recipe. Yeah. Ravinko was killing it. They don't, let's not forget that. And Messi yeah. is obviously taken to a new level, but, like, the small they're guys just are the like, in MLS. They're, they're big and fast in a straight line. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> But honestly, like the, the the last minute free kicks, the goal, like it's just been a lot of fun. Like I'm tuning into full games. I'm not even watching highlights. Like it's actually been entertaining. He's making the money. That's for sure. Like that guy has driven up football. Like the oh. eyes on football in the states, it's, it's wild. Yeah. I mean, yeah, true. I I watch that game. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, it's been it's been great. They're in the final now of whatever the league cup is. I think the winner gets like a spot in the. Champions League equivalent of North America, whatever that is. You can tell I'm new to all of this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been good. But Man, Ronaldo really is, messed up. Well, well, he did. He really did. However, 
Ronaldo just won the Arab Champions Cup, which is probably the equivalent. It looks of the exactly cup. like a World Cup. <laughs> it looks like the World Cup, and they gave him a golden boot that looks like a European golden boot. It's like, what's next? They're gonna they're gonna put a Champions League badge on the sleeve next season. <laughs> it's it's too funny, man. It's too funny. Yeah, like, but hey, so... but hey, all the players are following him over there, not the three hundred million contracts. They just they're going in to play with Ronaldo. Like let's just get that right. That's exactly yes. what's going on. It's, it's, it's exact. Like Jordan Henderson really said, "Ooh, Ronaldo's over there. Let me go. Let me go play." Like, go, Jordan go, go, Henderson go literally went for Gerard more than Ronaldo. Jordan Henderson thinks he's like a Roy Keane regen. I hate him so much. Like the thing, the thing he did to Sadio Mane, where he was like, "No, bro, oh, we're, we're enemies today." I'm like, "It's a Saudi league." Bro. That was cold, man. No one is, no one is watching this. Like, just help your boy out. Give him a hug. Oh, that was that yeah, was that yeah. was silly. But did you see what's his what's his name signed today? Um, Nigerian striker. What's his name? Um, Igalo, Igalo, Igalo. After saying all the stuff about we're playing for money, no passion, blah blah, he signed today. Yeah, he, he was already at Al Hilal. He just made a, a lateral move for yeah. more money. He knows what he's get doing. Bro. Back. Yeah, I, I've always yeah, liked yeah. that guy. <laughs> hey, listen, the Saudi guy saw his 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 comments and went, "That's the kind of guy we need to attract. He's gonna come. Go get him." <laughs> I appreciate these guys. Like the same same thing with Caicedo, man. Caicedo's like, yo, you give me the money, I will show up and play. I'll be a Real Madrid fan if you want me to. I'll be an Arsenal fan if you want me to. I'll be a Chelsea fan if you want me to. I will be a Liverpool fan the, if you want me the to. Difference Just is, give me the back. The difference is that's his actions, not his words. His words were, I've grown up watching Makaleli. He was four when Makaleli retired. Relax. <laughs> Don't the, lie. The, the, the funniest yeah, thing Michael like, doesn't even have compilations on YouTube, fam. You have nowhere to watch him. <laughs> it was funny because someone brought up a video from him like two years ago when he was linked to United and he was in Ecuador and they asked him like about it and he went, you know, Manchester United has been my favorite team since I was a kid. Antonio Valencia is my like idol and Paul Pogba. And then they went, always a blue. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, someone, someone on Twitter said part of Project Mbappe has to be putting your kid in all the different shirts and taking photos. Just one of them will matter in the future. One of them. Put him in all the shirts, take all the photos. One of them will be like, see, he's always been a fan. Okay, you know the most hilarious thing about this Caicedo thing? You know, I loved the video, like the intro, where you have him and his mom in the back, like in the boot, in the trunk. Yeah. And then you have him, like, you know, the... like. That kid is from 2020. This is like when he's in Ecuador with his mom. This is three years ago. He's, we're acting like this guy grew up. This is three years ago. <laughs> How is this guy a supposedly Chelsea, Chelsea-loving kid? Literally, this photo is three years ago with him and his mom. They're acting like I it was taken guy. in 1999. What? I really, I love this guy. I really do. Like it's for, firstly, and and maybe this is because we haven't talked about this. Like this transfer is insane to me. Okay, like absolutely insane. One hundred and fifteen is it? Like yeah. ten ten more than rice, right? <clears throat> like one hundred fifteen. Yep. Million yep. King Charles money. Okay, 
<laughs> like they're paying for Moises Caicedo, who is a brilliant defensive midfielder. But I know everyone's going to tell me money doesn't matter and no one's worth it anymore. But like, I like this guy, but he is a definition of not worth this money. <laughs> like, like, look, I'm going to gas you guys up a little bit as Arsenal fans. Yeah. I, Rice is overpriced, 100%. But you're paying for the former captain of West Ham, who just won the European trophy, whether we like it or not, who is a combo player who can play four different positions on the pitch, <clears throat> could be your captain there for 10 years. I get it to an extent. Moises is just a good player. That's it. <laughs> That's he's it. just a good player. <laughs> like, he's not even the best in that in his position right now. And you're doing this. Yeah. Like, I'd also uh, I'd also be very worried about the loyalty aspect of like he'll just oof. jump ship to anybody at any moment. Like if Madrid come next year, they'll be like, "Bro, I I know Spanish. I I gotta go over there." You they know? don't have to come, man. Florentino just needs to like look at him during a game, <laughs> and he's gonna be like, "All right, <laughs> I'm the, ready." The Ancelotti Anchelot- eyebrow comes up, and he's already in a white kit. Yeah. I love. But hey, they, they got the their, their. Looks like they're gonna get their LFC midfield. Someone on Twitter named it. They're uh, Lavia, whatever, Enzo, Enzo and um, Caicedo. Caicedo. So, yeah, we'll see how that... I mean, that's, look. That's a decent draw. They, they ended up in a good spot, but they went through so much nonsense to get there. Like, if this was all you did, well done. You rebuilt a midfield that is, you know, aging and has issues. Okay, great. But why did you go through 17 players? To get to this point, you you signed something like eight French internationals who are all like twenty one. Like, what are they? Where are they gonna play now? You know, what what are they gonna do? What's the plan? And like, we've been talking about like, what is the long game here from Chelsea? There must be something that we don't know about yet that will come out later. And I'm assuming if you know, for the benefit of that, they'll say, "See, we did the right thing three years ago," or whatever the hell it is. Like, there must be something we don't know that's gonna come up that makes this look same because other than that it makes no sense what they're doing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Roy what's your yeah. thoughts on that you know I'm I'm trying to figure it out as well because the amount of spend is so outrageous that it has to be a strategy right like it can't be like as much as you make fun of director Todd uh, he's <laughs> a clever person like the, the fact that he has been as successful as he has been with his businesses, whatever, with the Dodgers, whatever. Like, he's not an idiot, right? So the fact that you've spent this much money, 100%, there's a strategy. The thing I'm trying to work out is it is it just like, screw FFP, we'll sort of like luxury tax. We'll just, we'll just pay the $5 million when you spank us in, you know, in, in five years, you come back and say, oh, that period of time, you, you breached FFP. There's no ridiculous um f- fines that are handed out to clubs like these guys these guys know they can but, get but, away with but it break, but break ffp on like three major pay- why 18 like why that many and i think something's up with the eight-year contracts as well i think they amortize yeah. the 100 150 million on like eight years and they end up saying oh it's only like 20 million in the first year like there's stuff happening behind the scene whatever fine they found loopholes and stuff great i'm just saying find loopholes that go like buy bellingham for 300 million you know what i mean i'm mm. don't find loopholes and then buy 18 random dudes that no one can pick out of a lineup i think that's a tough thing right like these the kids they're buying from france brazil you know some of these unknown kids are like okay like 
potentially they one of them could come good but maybe it's just a rep, a, a repeat of what they've been doing in the past which is buy enough of these kids loan them out eventually and loan them out eventually they come good but i don't know they why they're well. spending Chelsea don't have to well spend this much money. Like ultimately, all these kids have to be developed, right? Um, <laughs> like that's that's big pressure on on. Poch well, I mean, so far, so far it's been uh, one billion pounds per point in the league. So we're gonna have to watch that ratio for the rest mm-hmm. of the season. So far, it's one for one. Um, that game was uh, that game was interesting. I think maybe we can pivot to the football a little bit. That game was. Um, the first half was chaos. Uh, no midfield, barely a defense. Which is great. Um, yeah, which it. is fine, whatever. Pogatino, for some reason, again played five at the back. I mean, I guess it worked a little bit for them, but like it was a bit it was a bit of a shame to see him start with five in the back. I was really hoping like that was done now that Phil Cole's gone. Um, played five at the back. James is back, captain. Um, that's interesting. Again, didn't finish the game, obviously. But overall, I think like it was an entertaining game because there was not a lot of structure. There was not a lot of um, tactics, really. It was just, let's see who's, who's who's good. Let's just pass the ball to another person in blue or in red. I mean, Liverpool had no defensive midfielder on the field. They had Gakpo as part of their midfield three. Like, it was just all over the place in the first half. I think it improved in the second half. Things kind of tightened up, and it was a little bit more uh, tactical in the second half. But, um, yeah, the first half was weird. Both teams just kind of going at it and kind of just, individuals trying to trying to create things i think it's i think we have to remember that um liverpool let's see your point right their midfield was sobozlai i don't know how to say his name McAllister, and cody gakpo who is not a midfielder so mm-hmm. i don't know what this like what this was this is a 4-2-4 i don't really know then you have enzo well <laughs> and then conor gallagher and then wingbacks, effectively. So, to your point, Mo, yes, there was no midfield at all. But in Liverpool's case, it was because Chelsea have decided to steal both of their options that they were going to play in midfield in Lavia and and Caicedo. But I think this game was interesting in that the one midf- the one central midfielder in the game took a... Well, McAllister is, but Enzo kind of took it over a little bit in the second half mm. and showed his class. So you can imagine what it's going to be like with Caicedo next to him. But regardless, I know it's the first game. I get it. But this game made me... It didn't change my mind on what I thought would happen with any of either of these two teams. Because yeah. I think Chelsea have a bit more upside than Liverpool, especially with Caicedo. I don't know what they're going to do in terms of scoring goals. You know, the Sassi mm-hmm. had to score, and Nicholas Jackson, I think, is a good player, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure he's that guy. And I think there, there are gaps that even though they spent a billion, they're not going to fill which means they're going to struggle to do the top four thing. Liverpool defensively still struggle. Midfield is still going to struggle. Um, but Roy, what was your your thoughts on on this game? Like, I think ultimately what it showed me is like Liverpool are the ones who walk out of that game with the most, like they already knew they needed something in the midfield. This is sort of an indictment of their transfer strategy to us over the like, last couple of years, but especially this summer where they they played around with like, oh, maybe we'll give 40 for Lavia, maybe, kind of, sort of. And yeah, they did lose Fabinho and Henderson, but like, they're not exactly rocks at the back. Like, Fabinho's legs are gone. Henderson has been done for a while. You've known that you needed to bring someone in for a long time. 
And when you don't, you end up starting McAllister at six, which love McAllister. That guy's not a six. Um, as much as Liverpool maybe want him to be or need him to be right now. So I think Liverpool were the ones I sort of had an eye on to think to to go, okay, they had a really good run at the end of last season. Can they build something decent going into this season? And their transfer approach has totally <clears throat> yeah, has totally left them high and dry with nothing solid in the middle. And if you don't have a midfield, actually club, man, like looking back from sort of 2017 onwards and that solid midfielder they had, that was that was essential to everything club wanted to do. And they have the exact opposite now. Like so I was like, a great player. That guy wants to attack. Gagpo, like you said, is not a midfielder. McAllister doesn't want to be the guy at the back protecting his back four. So you're going to, even though they just have Europa, they just know what I thought they're going to be. Chelsea, yeah, they'll they'll improve as the season goes on. But big question marks over that Liverpool transfer strategy because they had money in the bank and they did not use it. Well, and they, and they used it. It seemed like there wasn't really a clear strategy. Like, it sounds like they just plonked $105 million on Caicedo without even talking to him. They just went to Brighton and said, hey, I'll pay you for $105 million. And Caicedo's like, who are you? Like, we, like Chelsea's been, Chelsea and Arsenal have been talking to me since January. And now you think you yeah. can just, like, throw the money down and I'll just join you. Like, it doesn't make sense. It sounded like it's a, a, a Hail Mary kind of move. And we've yeah. seen a lot more now in the transfer market. You talk to the player before you talk to the club. You get the player on board, ready to go, saying, I do not want to join anyone but but this team. And then you go and you start negotiating with the club. It puts you in a much stronger position. Liverpool seems to go, oh, I guess Caicedo's available. Here's $105 million on deadline deadline day, in quotations, as Brighton put it. And they just thought Caicedo's going to like forget about the six months of Chelsea kind of tapping him up. That you know, it's... Anyways, regardless, I, I I think, again, Liverpool are going to rely again on their front three or four, um, like they tried to do last season, which I don't think worked for them, and I think the results speak for itself. They need them to feel like, like Roy, like you said, like it was a, it was the spine that, that clock kind of builds everything around, which is allowing the front three to be fluid and to have their own kind of identity, is to have three midfielders that chase around and just hassle all game, right? And that's what Henderson did when he had legs. Um Fabinho did when he had legs, you know. Milner even was useful when he had legs. So these are the types of players they need. I think they're probably still going to go out. And, and, you know, rumors of Palinia, maybe, at the base there. Uh, Fulham are like, we know you have 110 million. Yeah, <laughs> just give us so, the 100. Let's not let's yeah. not drag this out. <laughs> so, yeah, and we'll throw, we'll throw the Michael Jackson statue in front of the stadium on top as well. So, you know, it's just, it's all a bit of a mess. But regardless, I think the Salah pass, we have to talk about. The guy, and, and I always say this, I say he's underrated and people call me crazy. Underrated doesn't mean people don't think he's a good player. Underrated just means that people still ask if he's the right best right winger in the world or if he's the best right winger in the league. Or, you know, when these questions come up, that to me is like disrespect. I love Saka. Yeah, you know, I'm an Arsenal fan. I love him. But this is Mohamed Salah. This is, you know, record breaker. You know, this is someone that grabbed the Premier League by the balls for five years running. Like, this is yeah. not some one-season wonder. But no, this is like the chick. This is him. You know what I mean? So that's what I mean by like underrated in the sense that people always just revise, oh, is he actually really as good as I think he is? <laughs> yes, yes, he is. I think, I think that that pass was outstanding, by the way. And 
when you saw it, it's one of those you go, ooh, okay. Like, when you look at the replay, it looks simple, but when you watch it in real time, it was like, okay, that was a masterclass. And you know, in real, like, on the pitch, that was a very difficult pass to make. And I think with the Salah thing, look, this is going to sound very harsh. He probably should be in the list of, over the last 10 years, top five players or something like that. Like, he probably should. But there are two things that go against him. One, he has no brand, right? And we know that's 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 important these days. He has zero brand at all. Um, and the second thing is, even though Liverpool won the league and the Champions League, they feel like losers. Like, <laughs> this is not just to me as a rival. They just, they just don't feel like, you know, like a Real Madrid. Uh, like, they're not a, as big a club as a United, say, if you were doing this at Manchester United, or a Man City who are... You know, in their respect, they're dominating everything. It just doesn't like. There's nothing. Almost, he's being held back by being at Liverpool in in some sense. In my mind, like if he had run down the contract and like not taken the money and gone to Real Madrid and been the guy, I think that's a different conversation. You're but saying again, man's not international. You're saying man's not international. He's really not. He's really not. Like every time he posts a a, a, a tweet, people are like just bashing him in the comments for like the, the photo that he posts or whatever. I'm like, man, like this is a world star player. Everyone should be just be gushing over you in the comments. But they're like, bro, why you post this Christmas tree, bro? Or like something like that. Or why are you dancing like that? You know what I mean? It's like they're laughing at the man. But anyway, um, banter club uh, Spurs. Harry Kane has gone to Bayern Munich. I think it's safe to say that we all think that's a gimme. He's going to score a bunch of goals. They'll win the league again. Whatever, whatever, whatever. I think. I think they're not. We all they're not underestimate. That. They're not underestimate the Spursy. <laughs> they're the not. He, he already lost. He already. He already <laughs> lost one trophy. Okay. Do not underestimate. If, if okay, if this is the season that they do not win the league. Oh please, please. Like, it's just written in the stars. Oh. He would have to Man. retire at that point, I think. I think just just end the career. He just has he just goes back to Spurs. Like just terminate my contract, send me back to his, Tottenham. On his way on his on his way back to Tottenham, he's gonna stop by the court of arbitration and ask for all his Bayern Munich goals to be transferred to Spurs. <laughs> I think that would be the move. <laughs> Let him be the top scorer ever. Yeah. But uh oh. Roy Brentford, Spurs, I don't know if you watch this. Yeah. I took a big bet on Richardson and lost that bet. Uh, FPL mm. this weekend. My, I want your take. My take is that this hurricane transfer will make absolutely no difference to where they finish in the league. It's like the aura difference, yes, but I don't think the actual results on the table will be any different because I think they're shit regardless. Um, but what hmm. what do you think as a very biased Arsenal fan who's going to leave that bias aside? <laughs> as a super biased Arsenal fan, the one thing I will say is especially if they keep Big Ange, having Har- not having Harry Kane around starting off makes his life easier, right? This guy can, like, have clarity about... He's not here for one season and gone. We're not trying to, like, keep him and, like, I'm trying to appease him. It's just, hey, this is the team. We're going to carve out a new identity. This is the way I'm going to play. <clears throat> That's the best thing for that coach, right? In terms of it being them finishing the same place, it's very tough to pull out a 30-goal-a-season striker and end up... It's not impossible, but... Well, it's not hard. Just go back to the Arsenal Academy. You'll find another one. 
<laughs> but the thing is, right? Like, I get that sometimes top scorers have left a team, and yeah, it doesn't really matter. Like, you know, I know Oba was like on the decline. He left the team and got better. That was like another situation. Ronaldo was top scorer, and ultimately it was sort of better to move on from move on from him. But Harry Kane is like not just a scorer. <laughs> He is like the hub of their team. I do think Madison's going to do extremely well. By the way, mm-hmm. props to him for just like grabbing the 10 the day after Harry Kane left is like, <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> I know you're a legend, but nobody cares. <laughs> 10 is my number. I'm taking it. See you later. So I think it's going to be tough for them because of how much Harry Kane contributes, but it is better for them for Harry Kane to be gone and not have this silly season of, Will he stay? Will he like? Will he sign an extension? Will he not? That's just gonna be a, such a big diversion for for their team and for their coach. So, mm-hmm. ultimately, I think it's a better thing. And also, no hurricane, North London, Derby pen. I'm glad about that too. Yeah, Mo. What about, yeah, what, no, what about you? No, I, I agree with that thing. Where I said I think uh, the only thing it sucks to see Madison in the Spurs jersey because I really like him. He's a really good player. I think he's gonna do well for them. I think if Kane was there, that combination would have been deadly. Um, and yes, like it's one of those where it's like Kane just kind of papers over the cracks, gets you 30 goals, you squeeze into top four, or do you actually start a proper rebuild and try to be something, you know, be, try, try to actually yeah. create something, something like similar to what Pop did uh, at, when he started with Spurs, right? I know he had Kane at the time, but, you know, they they could sign someone that bangs the goals or whatever. But yeah, overall, like they're going to they're gonna be a little bit weak um in their core like uh, they may prove as well like Basuma is not going to carry you across a, an entire premier league season or uh, winks is not even there what's the other guy that looks just as annoying as winks uh, no skip. Skip. Mm. yeah exactly so you know <laughs> uh, overall i don't think they're going to be a huge factor but this is probably just going to be a season where they build and see what uh, what their new manager can do really nothing Nothing too crazy. Brentford, on the other hand, I love them. I love everything about them. They they're fun to watch. And Buemo and um, what's the other? Wisa, Wisa. Like they're they're a great combination. I think if this team had uh, what's his name instead of him being um, Tony, um, out Tony. Yeah, like the, this this is a complete like front three. They would have been incredible. Um, it's a shame about him because he's an incredible player. Like he's someone that I would love to sign. Um, as a backup striker, or even just fight as a as a main striker, like he's that good. I think he can do it in a top six team. I think Chelsea could do with him. Arsenal could do with him. United, I think, could do with him. Like he's a player that can slot into a lot of, if not all, the top six teams. Um, we have enough. Yeah. We have a lot of jailbirds. I would definitely add him to the list of prison FC. You know, to, to, <laughs> to, to, to be players. I, I, yeah, I'd share, share the love a little bit. Don't hold. Don't don't hold them all. Yeah, man, hundred percent, hundred percent, do that. Um, but Madison was good in that, in that game, I thought. I mean, one yeah. goal, they gave him an assist that I don't, I, like was what? But overall, I thought he took charge. And I think they'll be seventh or eighth again, which is where they pretty much end up. So, Yeah, Madison uh, is firmly in my FPL because I'm convinced he's getting 20 goals assist this season, like combined. Easy. What is he, seven, 7.5 or something like that? Like, he's not that expensive. Yeah, he's not that expensive. Yeah, yeah. It's guaranteed points. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about FPL because it's week one and I already hate my life. So uh, uh, because you didn't captain Holland, who scored? Why did you? Why, why would you? Why would you do this? He scored. He scored twice. Why would you not I, captain I Holland? Over, I, I overthink FPL. You don't understand. I overthink. It was pure Pep. Pep like semi-final vibes. 
I just, uh, yeah, I, I, oh my, oh, I am pep when it comes to FPL. I'm like, oh, but this, is, you know, Martinelli's going to outdo Saka this game. Like, shut the hell up. <laughs> like, he's, he scored, like, and this is a great segue into the game. He scored in the first, like, what was it, fourth minute of the game, just ruining your FPL right off the bat. And then he scored again <laughs> with what was a nice swivel. His head did not look, he didn't even look where the goal was. He was like, I know exactly what's going on. And then <laughs> one time, boom. <laughs> Like, that, 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 was like, that was in, that was a time when Burnley were Burnley were growing into the game. City didn't actually mm-hmm. have like an incredible game. Fine, they went one yeah. up, whatever. It was a random header, blah blah blah. Rodri's face is so punchable. All that good stuff. And then it was like Burnley were growing into the game. Everything mm-hmm. was looking good. I'm a, I'm a you know, I'm watching this. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he just takes it in the top corner, and now the game's dead. Like it was just so annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Roy, yeah. What do you think? Man, like the advantage of having a guy who will with three chances bury at least two of them and maybe all three, that is such a big hack. Because mm-hmm. like you said, Burnley, you know, first game back, company try to do his thing. They were definitely creating chances. They they were looking interesting. Like I don't I didn't think they were like, you know, sort of like storming through the door. <clears throat> but some guy just delivers on those chances. I think we feel as Arsenal fans because, you know, big chances missed. We even have BCM is just a thing on Arsenal Twitter. We know we're back when you're missing big chances. That, when you don't have that, when you have the opposite, it is such a big hack, man. So, yeah, Haaland's going to score 30 plus. Like, just the way he is. That, the the thing that we discount as well is this guy works so hard on his game. Yeah. Like, he is not. he's not one of these... Obviously, he's not lazy, but he apparently is addicted to improvement. So as much as we've seen of him and how good he is, the annoying thing is the guy is just going to score more and more goals. He's going to become Mm -hmm. more efficient. Um, So maybe it balances out the KDB injury. So I'll do with with Haaland if we can just take away KDB for most of the year. That'd be great. This yeah, how much do you think that's gonna? Yeah, Bernie, how much do you think that's gonna affect him? I think a lot, actually. I I wouldn't have thought. Remember that season where he was injured for like half of it, and then Gundogan just turned into like, mm-hmm. I don't know, Zidane or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. n- like n- now that he's not here, and then he turned to Zidane last season as well. Crazy guy. But now that he's not there to take the load off, like to either share it or take it off with it, I'm like, who steps in? Is he gonna do like a yeah. Foden in the middle now? Like. You have Calvin no uh, ass. Like, what's he gonna do then? Like, I don't, I don't you know. Have no faith in, uh, you have no faith in hundred million Paqueta? No, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't rate that dude that way at all. Like, I yeah, get Pep is a genius and he's gonna do all what Pep is gonna do. But like, I am convinced that even Pep has limitations, and this is one of them. You just lost Gundogan. Maybe Bernardo st- plays in there and you beat like certain teams until he comes back. I don't know, but I think it's still a problem. I really do. You need a you need like a grown man in that position, right? Like Gundogan, grown man, mature guy. Mm-hmm. He's not playing any games. KDB, grown man. Bernardo may be that person. The issue they have is Bernardo is also the cover for right wing, right? Now that Mars is gone, you can't stick Cole Palmer out there. Cole Palmer will eventually be sold for a really decent fee. Like, it doesn't really seem as though he's going to be the guy this season. Um, and I don't quite 
understand what's up with Foden. This is like one of my, is a puzzling thing about Pep. I know Foden was injured a little bit towards the end of last season, but he hasn't, all this time you'd have thought, as soon as David Silva goes, Foden is going to be main man. He's going to be in the starting lineup majority of the time. Just hasn't happened. So there's a part of me that just thinks he's, He's not gonna be that guy, right? He's gonna Pep, come Pep off the has bench. These things, though, right? Pep has these things mm. where you know Pep saw him do one thing one time, and he just it just shut down. He's like, he's not the guy. You know what I mean? Like Pep is so particular that I'm sure, like Foden is yeah. probably too creative or wants to do random <laughs> things on the field. You know, he's not he's not being Grealish enough for Pep. Yeah, right. But like, it's Pep, it's, Pep it's strange Grealish though. Just... Yeah, Pep loves Grealish. So there's obviously a way in which you can work yourself into the team and become a mainstay. But that's so peculiar to me. He was always going to be the David Silva replacement, right? Like in terms of a guy who can come into the team. But I just don't get it. So this is coming back to how Man City going to cover. I mean, yes, some games, Bernardo can play in the middle. Foden can play in the middle. You know, Kovacic is playing there, but Kovacic is quite different. It's just, yeah, it it messes up their flow a little bit, but they are Man City. Um, but they haven't replaced, they don't have a replacement for Gundogan. Not I'll, at all. I'll say this about, about Foden. There's, there's a pep mentality that Foden doesn't have. He likes proper bastards. Like, hmm. he likes guys who can take things by scruff of the neck and just be fucking assholes. That's he, what doesn't like really like. he doesn't like Twinkle Toad. He doesn't like Twinkle Toad. Foden is, is, in that respect, he's nothing. Like, he just wants to play football because he enjoys the game. Pep is not that dude. Pep is crazy. You have to be a little bit crazy to play for Pep Guardiola. Like, remember Bernardo Silva? Like, he toys with people. You know what I mean? Like, I think you have to be crazy like that. Gundogan turning into Prime Zidane, you must be absolutely mm. insane. KDB, Holland, they're insane people. Mares was just nuts. Like, let's be real and Grealish. What Foden is, is, except for the womanizing, he's a nice boy. And Pep doesn't give a shit about that. Like, this is my theory and I'm sticking to it. The difference is that Grealish learned his lesson in year one and turned into a pet player in year two. Foden mm. has never done that. Foden, like Bernie says, he's twinkle-toed. He wants to enjoy his football. And I, I think he's the almost the only English player that has a little bit of that. Let's not kill it, but maybe it just doesn't work for Pep right now, right? So I don't think he trusts him. I just don't. I think Pep has such a rigid system on how he's going to succeed. And he, I, I don't think he trusts Foden. I think it's a trust let, let's talk about um, the guy who comes up in arguments, well, used to anyway, with Foden, and that's uh, Bukayo Saka. That's my attempt at a segue into Arsenal. Um, so, A, scored a good goal, but the, let's talk about the formation because FPL was in the mud again because of Mikel Arteta. <laughs> so, Saliba, who I did think long and hard about putting him in my team. But then I, I, I've been telling this Arsenal friend of mine that I don't think Mikel has actually raced Gabriel. I just, in my heart, I never felt it. And he was like, no, no, no. This was in a preseason game in New York. And then lo and behold, he plays someone else. And I thought, ooh, maybe it was a reach, but maybe the reach is working here. Bernie, <laughs> Bernie, I've been an Arsenal fan for how long? I would have bet my entire existence on Gabriel starting at center back this game. Like, you don't understand. I would have bet everything and anything. Yeah, 78 games. Was... Yeah. Like, are you I crazy? Know. I told you, Bernie. I told Bernie on the group chat before the you thing. Did. He was asking me, hey, should I play this? Should I play? I said, listen, Arteta's turning into Pep. 
which means it's going to ruin our FPL lives because you have no idea who's going to play. This is it is Timber? True. Is it Zinchenko? Is it White? Is it Havertz? Is it Rice? Is it Party? Is it starting? Yeah. Is, is it is it, it starting to become a mess with Arteta and, and FPL? And I would just you know either go Saka and maybe Odegaard or go nothing with Arsenal. <laughs> I'll, I'll pass this Roy in a second. I'll tell you why I thought, why I've always had this feeling that he just played Gabriel because he had to. I've always felt that Arteta's Arsenal has been a work in progress to do like Tiki Taka 3.0, not even 2.0, 3.0. I think he's insane. And he has this weird Tiki Taka total football vision in his brain that we can't quite grasp yet like some LSD drug trip thing that he really wants to do. And that requires someone very, very, very cultured on the ball. And I've never seen Gabriel as that guy. I've seen him as dependable and enforcer and he has a left foot. Great. But I've, he's made too many mistakes last season. I always felt he he would lose his spot. What I didn't expect was a, it would be now. <laughs> I thought it'd be like progressively over the course of the season. And man said, no, I want Ben White. I want, um, Saliba, I want Declan Rice to pop in the middle. I was like, what? Like, Roy, what, what were you thinking about watching that? Man, I think definitely surprised about Gabriel because ultimately I thought Mikel was stuck with, I need a left footer in that spot. Again, for all like the precision of exactly how I want to build up. Like he's talked about this for years, you know, like I need a left footer there. He was so hesitant to play QER at, at right center back because this is not the way in which we build up right so having said that yeah the going forward it is true that you can only rely on a, a very few number of players one is Saka two is Odegaard three is Saliba Declan may start to get into that but he's not there yet right it's gonna take him like half a season to to be in Bruh, there. We signed, we signed Raya. Like, when did that come out? Like, <laughs> where, like, Bernie's right. This is LSD stuff. This is like, what? <laughs> like, why did you just sign a starting, one of the best keepers last year to be back up to one of the other good keepers? From, like, what are you think? Yeah, what is this... happening? And you're, you're saying, hey, Gabriel, you know, you need that left footer in that spot. That spot doesn't exist on the field anymore. He's playing now yeah. three, two, two, three. This is the thing. There's a thing he has, you know, there there are no positions thing, but he's gonna take it on this other other trip of like no, they're not not only no positions, they're no players. We are we are all one. Like this, some some wild LSD thing, like y'all are saying. I'm I'm also convinced that Arteta is absolutely insane, right? But if that gets Arsenal to win, I'm all for it. Uh, but yeah, I the one thing I will say with the lineup is please, 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 please. Never play Thomas Party at right back again. <laughs> for the for the only reason that every time Party has fooled us. When Party came from Atletico uh, Madrid, everyone thought incredible athlete, robust in defense. He's gonna be the bedrock. He's gonna be that guy protecting our back our back four. Actually, Party is a very good vertical passer who has like, you know, some some rubbery hips and can shift around a little bit. Partey has become an absolute liability defensively. And every time someone was with him on, on that wing, 
they ran past him. So this is the only thing, Mikkel, with your galaxy brain. I know you know more than me. Please never play number five at right back ever again. The rain, the rain I cannot messed stand up. it. Yeah. The rain oh. messed up. I think. I think. And, and again, in true Arsenal fashion, first you know game of the season, our main striker is out for a couple of weeks. I heard maybe six weeks. Our new shiny left back, center back, right back, all in one Cruyff, mm. you know, reincarnation. He's out with an ACL for months. It's just like mm. now we're back to like oh. Tomiasso again, and ooh, Farde at right back. Like the season has barely started. Can we not catch a break? So I just want to see David Raya at right back, man. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna put something like that <laughs> before you know it. I thought that the game itself, that first half, sure, Forrest had like a chance that they probably should have like Brennan Johnson. Sure, do better. But I thought overall you had the control of the game, though. While you're figuring it out. I mean, mm-hmm. the goal, Nketiah's goal, like, Martinelli, that was a great turn. He didn't mean it as an assist, but great turn. Oh, amazing. And Nketiah's scuffed Give it the to the guy. Like, Give it no, to the guy. Brilliant. Brilliant turn, but he didn't mean an assist. Like, let's be real. Let's be real. <laughs> and also, the fact that it goes like, look, I hate Arsenal with all my life, but there's one thing I do is I enjoy when Arsenal fans hate on Arsenal players. Like, the, you guys are the best at it. Like, absolutely the best. Like, in Ketio scored a goal, Twitter was upset. <laughs> I'm like, he okay. scored a goal, but Twitter was annoyed. Like, I was going to say, the only reason I believe you that that Martinelli is not meant as an assist because no one passes to Nketiah. <laughs> so, I, I, I believe you there. And you're right. Arsenal fans were like, how dare you score when Martin Odegaard was open for, for yeah. the goal? Like, how dare you? <laughs> Like the rage inside of me when that guy posted that, that like, look, he's he instead of shooting, he should have passed the what he freaking scored a goal. Like, what else are you looking for? Like, yeah, yeah, you have yeah, your head screwed on correctly, you have your head on right. Like, Arsenal Online is not, and I appreciate the level of hate, it's consistent. There is no redemption when Arsenal fans hate you, and I love which, it. Which is why we also sell players for three million in a packet of chips because everybody can see all the hate that we talk about. All the, and you're like, why can't you sell Tierney for fifty five million? Shut up, then stop. You know, <laughs> saying how bad all our players are that we don't want. But anyways, I think Enketia did whatever he needed to do. At the end of the day, we both as fans, as players, as everybody. I think at two nil second half, everybody just like calm down. I think we're not even. I think physically we're not there yet. I think. Rice is panting by the 70th minute. We are tired for whatever reason it is. I don't know why. Last season was so different. Preseason was like electric. We so on it. Like everything looked like you could see the amazing season we're going to have from the previous, previous preseason, right? This mm-hmm. one, you look at preseason, you're like, ooh, I don't, I don't know about this. Like this is not looking good right now. There's kings to work out. There's kings to work out. But before we get a second half, I have to talk about the soccer goal because. Mm-hmm. The second that boy got the got the ball, he knew exactly what he was doing. Like Saka is a strange player because he there's there's a bit of the Salah element where you he doesn't look good doing what he does. He's like the opposite of Messi. Like Messi moves beautifully, his control is very precise. You can also see with Saka sometimes he gets long balls and he doesn't quite control them well. He doesn't have that Foden esque, you know. Mm. flair and technique but man this guy you know was 
practicing that type of shot. Like he scored it for England and his ability. Yeah. His ability to do that over and over again is what's going to get him to the conversation of potentially, you know, top three best right wings in the world. When you can tear a game open like that with that type of shot, like, Oh, that was what's missing from that was exactly Roy. What's missing from him being kind of in that spotlight, in that conversation. He's dependable. He does the right things. He opens the game tactically. He's great one on one, and then crossing. You know, he's very good with his right foot. All that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Fine. But if you're a winger playing on the opposite side and you don't cut in and curl it into the top corner, no one's gonna care. Just no one's gonna care. Like it doesn't matter. You can do mm-hmm. all the cool stuff tactically that Arteta's gonna, you know. Yeah. Just over later that night, that's fine. But you need that cut in, put it into the top corner. You just need it. And he has to work on that. I think he's starting to. And I'm glad to see that, like you said, I think Arsenal fans are seeing that he's intentionally making that part of his game. I think practice started against De Gea last season, and it's kind of going from there, you know? Hmm. Oh, 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 oh. I didn't remember what you were talking about. I, I, now, I, I, now, I now got it. Like, my thing with Saka is just like, he doesn't have that dog in him. He just doesn't. Like, he does that... You know, like, this is going to be a comparison only because it's an example a lot of people know. One of the things that people knock LeBron for is that he's a... Mm. He wants to pass first and make everyone else look good and, like, you know, do it, do things differently in that sense and not always be the first option, though we all know he can. But this is LeBron, right? Like, we're talking about one, one of the greatest of all time. But it's a yeah. knock that people give him, right? But when you're Saka, right, you look at... In Katia, I'm like, don't pass him the ball. Don't try and do a one-two. Like, don't try and cut in, do a one-two, and then receive it from him. You're not going to. Forget it. Like, it's not going to happen. Like, to your point, he needs to cut in, he needs to shoot. But he does these weird things sometimes where I'm like, that was the wrong decision, not because, you know what I mean? Not like, technically, it's the wrong decision. It's, look around you. Yes, he's open and you passed him the ball. But just, just think about it. Who are you? Like you're bro? saying, you're Think saying Saka. It. You're saying Saka needs to know he's Saka, and I think that's gonna come with age, right? He's only 21 or whatever. Like he's still kind of like last season was his first real season, like real like I'm here season. So I think you're right. I agree with you, Brady. Like Saka needs to be like I'm him and know that he's Saka kind of thing. But I think that will come with time, and we're hoping that this is the season. And if we see a lot more of the type of goals that we saw like this, then that will I think. I think you'll feel better about it by the end of the season. And I agree. I want to see him take that responsibility a lot more as well. I'm actually just not sure it's going to happen because I don't think it's in his makeup. I don't think it's it's a personality thing. I don't think you change that personality thing. I think he wants to be that dude like who's like, make everyone else better. I think he feels that way legitimately. And I hate it for him. I hate that. <laughs> you, know, you know what? I think his public persona and his private persona are different. There's a that's the one thing I'd say about Saka from obsessively watching like all the interviews and everything. Publicly, I, I think he, he comes across as this great kid, you know, really really stable family, great background, super smart, straight A's, you know, reads the Bible, very nice, right? But the thing that's come across as you sort of like hear more and more, especially on the training ground, mm-hmm. is like this guy's is a killer underneath it all. He just doesn't come across as that. Ultimately, mm-hmm. where we're going to see that is if he does progress this season, next season. If this season he scores 
15 goals, five assists. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't actually made that leap. You think back, not that he has to be Cristiano, but like you think of the people who take leaps. You're going from last season, 15 goals. The next season, you got to get more than 20, man. Like, ultimately for Saka, if we're going to say he's he's getting to that level, he has to score more than 20 goals this season. He needs like a like a 20 goal, 10 assist season to to sort of and and big moments, right? He had yeah, Roy. I was going to say yeah. I need I need Champions League. I need that to happen mm-hmm. in the Champions League too. I don't need mm-hmm. it against you know Nottingham Forest at home. Fine. And again, I'm not trying to put too much pressure. I'm just saying if he wants to become international, if man wants to mm-hmm. become Mister Three Hundred Five, it has to be when the whole world is watching. In the Champions League. Yeah. Even in the group stage, I don't care. But it needs to happen in the Champions League. So yeah. basically we're saying that he's got to do things that Rashford has done already three times in his career. He's at, he's Yeah, he's got to do that. 20 goals, 10 except, assists, yeah, except, in Champions League. Yeah, 20 except, goals, except 10 Saka, assists. I'm talking in the, in the Prem. No, yeah. not, not all season. 20 goals, 10 assists, do it. Yeah, <laughs> he's got to do that, which he's not done. He's got to do that. That's the point. Or how about this? Score thirty goals and fifteen assists. Maybe do that. Then, then you know we can have a cool. You know what? Who cares about Rashford? Who cares about Rashford outside of the outside of England or Manchester United? Give me let, one. Let me, give me let, one let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you who, this. <laughs> wait, who who sponsors soccer? Like footwear? Who sponsors him? Uh, Isn't it New Balance or something? It's New Balance. Yeah, 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 New Balance. Like yeah, New Balance. Signature shoe. From Nike, by the way. Who cares about him? Go and look at who is the most marketable player in the Premier League right now. Go look at it. I dare you. Go look at it. It's Holland and then Rashford. Facts, bruv. Facts. <laughs> Rashford and Opsaka. Don't play with me. Okay, you know, there's, a, there's almost the same almost the same stuff as Under Armour. Oh. You would not swap him? Never in a million years. Are you serious? 30 <gasps> goals? 15 assists? Are you serious? The, and a, yeah. a tenth... A more marketable player by far? These are not. I'm not arguing with you. I'm telling you facts. Dispute no it with me. There's, there's no, no, no way you don't think. Factually, tell me what, what I said was wrong. There's tell no me. way you don't think Saka improves United more as a team than Rashford. Well, let me say this: Saka over Anthony on the on that side, absolutely. Oh, that's easy. That's easy. <laughs> but but again, when I want goals. I'm going to Rashford, who got me 30 goals and has got me 20 goals three times already in his career. No, no, I know. But the problem is the, the same problem age that Saka is now. Rashford was killing shit. The, what are we talking is about? This. Rashford will end the season with great individual stats, but I don't. I think if you're trying to win a trophy and kind of improve as a team and get somewhere, I think Saka is more of the right person for your team. Then yes, what Rashford did comes you out with, with Saka doing. No, that? no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying. I'm Community saying, Shield, buddy. <laughs> Like, hold on. We're talking about Rashford, who has scored in cup finals and European Europa League semifinals to get the team to the final. Like, let's be real. Everything everything is great. Rashford is great. Already. But the uh, the thing that Arsenal fans, and I think England fans, are looking for Saka to do is to become a global star. Like, the kind of person that is the first one on the team sheet for England, is for sure the first one on the team sheet for Arsenal, and carries them to big things, right? Like, the 
the place that Saka needs to go to be better than Rashford is, let's be honest, be the one of the best players or, or the best player on an Arsenal team that wins a Premier League. Be the player on Arsenal that wins a Champions League for the first time. That is what people are looking for Saka to do. I think that's what people want for Rashford to do. Ultimately, time will be the judge of who is able to do that. No one's discounting Rashford as an amazing player. I don't think Rashford, in the minds of Arsenal fans, they see Saka as the key attacking player to lead us to a Premier League, the key attacking player to finally win us a Champions League. And that's a big step to take. It's not to say Rashford's above. Rashford's great. Rashford's great. But if, no disrespect, if Saka ends up at 25 where Rashford is, he's going to be good, but he's not going to be the person that Arsenal fans think he should be, right? And I think Rashford Rashford is is not the the same age. At the same age, Rashford is doing more than Saka is. That's what I'm saying. And at 21 years old. Where Marcus Rashford was at 21 years old, like he was streets ahead of where Saka is now. But the yeah, point I'm actually trying to make is that what, what a lot of fans want is that for Saka to have a lot, a bit more of what Rashford had, which is, look at last season. Just put the team on my back and we're going to win the game. That's what they yes. want. But also United yes. fans, this is a true thing. United fans want Rashford to be a bit more like Saka at the same time, which is be a bit smarter, be a bit more calculated, or be a bit more like bring people into the game. Like don't just put your head down and like shoot for 50 yards. And smash like, the ball, make yeah. better decisions. You put like quite literally, you put both of those guys together, the player that you have is oh, ridiculous. That's a just wild ridiculous. player. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And there's no player like that right now. Like Messi's already mm-hmm. oh, well, Messi's still around, so whatever. <laughs> but it's 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 tough to do that. It is tough to do that. But okay, speaking if if I can interject this, because I really want to talk about this whole Onana fiasco and hear your take, Bernie, on <clears throat> whether this was a penalty or not. Because yeah. they have been, I mean, I mean, like, yes. I've seen United fans online who are trying to push the agenda that, like, oh no, like what you're seeing is not what you're seeing. To be, In to fact, be fair, very few. To be fair, yeah, they had they have some shame because it's so obvious and clear. Like, to be fair, some accounts are just trying to get the clicks and saying, blah, oh, blah. I mean, checks, when the referees, I yeah, yeah, when the referees get you know, um, whatever they don't get to referee next week or whatever, like it's that bad, like you know, something's up. So, yeah, but that the, was that was annoying. But the one thing I did laugh at is Onana's. Onana's interview after after the case, I think, with Melissa Reddy, where she's like, oh, like, you know, how do you feel about it? He's like, oh, like, I, you know, everything was okay. Like, I, I knew what I was doing. You know, was it a foul? No, no, just a collision. Uh... Didn't Ten Hag say, say he didn't even interfere in the play? I, I love Onana because Onana has that thing of, like, he's an asshole. And I love it. Yeah, like, he, he, he sounds like too. a nice guy, but he is yeah, an asshole. But he's, he's and, not... And look, I put it on the group chat immediately. I saw other. Oh, that's a pen. Like to me, it's a penalty. Like he punched the guy in the face. Like I don't, I don't know <laughs> what else they wanted to see. In fact, when you know, like I don't know if you guys watched it when it was happening. Like the referee, he did the VAR thing, and he starts walking over. I thought 
oh, he's looking at the he's looking at it in slow mo. It's gonna be a pen when he went to give Gary O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> he gave him a card, and I was shocked <laughs> because I was convinced he was gonna look at it in slow mo, which we did. And I thought, mate, like, Cold firstly, blooded. it it is a he punched the man in the face. He didn't slap him; he punched him in the face. Like, it's a penalty. Where these United accounts are going is that that penalty has not been given in years. That's where they're going. Jose Sad did it last season. Someone else did it the season, like during the season before. Like, I don't remember the last time I've seen that penalty given, even though I will tell you every single time it is a penalty. It's just not been given for some reason. Yeah, you know, you know, the other thing that's never, the other thing that's never given is when two players go up for a ball. One player headers it, and the other player headbutts the other player in the head. It's never given. They're like, oh, it's a clash. Mm. Both of them went up. It's mistimed. What's the difference between me kicking you in the shin after you toe poke the ball away or me headbutting you in the head after you head, or the, after you head the ball? I don't know why that's never given. It's like, oh, both of them went up. One of them was late and mistimed, but it's okay because it's with his head. Like That's another one that's never given and I don't get. But what I'll say is about the refereeing is what they did this season is they looked at last season and went, you know what? The way we fix the shambles is that we take the same group of referees, we send them out there, and we tell them that you are king. <laughs> Anyone that makes a little peep, you give them a yellow, you send them off. If someone rolls the ball five yards away from where the free kick is, you give them a yellow. If, if, if a manager's big toe is outside of his technical area, you give him a yellow. You are the best. Don't let anyone tell you <laughs> anything else. That's message they gave to that bunch of referees from last year and they thought this is what's gonna fix it it's mad it's it's unbelievable like i, I i'm just shocked it didn't like they were that confident in their decision making <laughs> like I, I at least you can go guys like we haven't really given this in a while but it looks like assault. Well, you want you go look at it yourself. You know what I mean? It's probably a foul. But yeah, I think no. I think just on the game on the game itself. Like I think you, I don't think United fans enjoyed that game. I don't think that's kind of the game you wanted to see from Ten Hag's first game this season. Like, were you surprised by Garnacho starting on the left? Um, I, I think. Look, in hindsight, I know he had like a bad game. I think a lot of misplaced passes, bad decision making, blah blah blah. But I, I think I would have started him over Sancho um, on the left, like just from. I think usually he's a lot more effective, more like direct. I like what you get from Garnacho. I just don't know if I like Rashford in the center, because usually if Garnacho starts, means Rashford is in the center. The problem is I don't know who plays centrally for you if you put Rashford on the left. So I just don't think he had a lot of options. But I don't know how you feel, Bernie, about like Sancho not starting. So Rashford had to start on the where did he play in the center? In the center, like yeah. Hoyland is injured. Martial was just coming back from injury. Your only actual striker option was Rashford, who doesn't like playing there. Now in preseason, he has played Sancho as a false nine. And by the way, Sancho has done yeah. very, very well in preseason. Scored Even against Arsenal, Arsenal, he out he out outpaced Gabriel, which was probably when Arteta went, "Nah, fam, you gone." <laughs> like that was probably the beginning of the end for him. Like, Sancho's outrunning you, mate. Like, you have a physical problem. You're going out. But in general, Sancho's been very, very good. Now, what we've noticed is Garnacho is a very talented kid. But he is trying to be Ronaldo too early in his career. Like, A, he adores him. He wanted a seven. 
He does it all over social media, but he thinks like every time he gets the ball is that Fulham goal that Ronaldo scored where I'm going to like run past all of you and score. And it's like, just calm down a little bit. And that's where like Sancho does a pass and move, pass and move. And considering he's been good in preseason, I would have imagined you start Sancho, get the confidence up, get closer to your midfield players. Because the problem with this game was Bruno and Mount were playing basically at the edge of the box. And then Casemiro was like, hello. (laughs) And Wolves were just literally (laughs) running, were running through. And if you're going to do that, your winger has to tuck in as well as your, your left back tucks in to fill the void. But it's like, it was just a big circle. And Casemiro is not mobile enough himself to be a single pivot. Bro, what's that? What's that Wolves player? Who's that Wolves player? Cunha absolutely tore you a new one. Every time he got the ball, he would just get past three United players. And again, Um, the funniest part of this game for me, Lissandro got that yellow and he did not make a single tackle. I watched him avoid making tackles. After that yellow, it was intentional. <laughs> he just would... went, nah, fam, I am not getting a second yellow. People are just going to walk by me. I do not care. Yeah, man. But it's it's weird. It's sort of the lack of adjustment that was that was baffling for, for the experience of those players, right? Like, I think when someone runs through the middle of the middle of your team once, it's like, okay, that's good to know. We'll... We'll fix that, <clears throat> but didn't didn't quite happen. Um, but I mean, in the end, what's what's better than like playing absolutely crap and still winning? Um, and, like and winning with a one Basaka assist. Roy, <laughs> I'm curious. I'm curious. Does Tomiyasu have that goal yet that you that you told me he was gonna get or that assist he was gonna get? I don't. It's you been know, a year I, since you came on, and I don't think it's it, happening. <clears throat> You know, we we're just we're just letting him ruminate, let him uh, come back, you know. And uh wait, one wait, of these days his battle is with Tomiyasu, you just left White. I assume White is not working. No, 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 no. That wasn't you, you, you don't remember what you were you weren't here when this happened, okay? I we were making this conversation about defend like fullbacks who can defend, yeah. And he was telling me that, oh Tomiyasu actually has all this and this, and I said, I dare him to score a goal or get an assist. <laughs> He's been, he's been injured. He's been injured. He's been injured. I said he was, no, that's not my fault. He's brittle as hell. <laughs> the problem is, yeah, Tamiyasu's first season was unreal, to be fair. Oh, and it just so dropped. good. It, it was unreal. Um, then he came back yeah, and gave Holland a free goal. Let's not forget that, like, with that with that ridiculous pass. So, oh, Bernie know. just keeps receipts, oh, man. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think it was KDB, but I know that when he... It was KDB, about. yeah, yeah. But yeah, same yeah, yeah. thing, same thing. Yeah, same no. thing. Um, but no, yeah, I think, good. I, I, where, where do you think, I mean, where do you think, you, like, where do you, where do you see it going, Brent? Like, is this just, thankfully, we got three points while playing bad and we'll figure it out? Or is this like, we don't have enough depth, we need an Amrabat, we need whatever that striker to come in? Like, how, how did you feel, just gut feeling coming out of that for the rest of the season? All I felt was you need the center midfielder. Like, whether it's Amrabat or whoever they're thinking about getting, you need that. You need a physical presence that can that can run around. Because, look, everyone knows how I feel about the Casemiro signing. And his legs are going right before your very freaking eyes. And if you think that you're going to go this whole season with him only, like, as your only defensive midfielder, you're in a lot of shit. And if you think that Mount is going to be sensibly positioned next to him, you're in mm. for a lot of trouble. I didn't understand the Mount signing. Didn't like the Casemiro signing. I think... Midfield is a very big problem. You need someone who can sit next to Casemiro 
and let Bruno do his thing. When you let Bruno do his thing, shit happens. I mean, they scored the goal because Bruno flicked the ball over to Wamsaka in the first place. Let Bruno mess around, but mm-hmm. give have the two guys behind him while he messes around, loses the ball, and does all the things he needs to do. Otherwise, you're going to have a problem. But the good thing is, like last season, Ten Hag is good at adjusting eventually. And they'll finish third again, probably. But that's about as good as it's going to get, as far as I'm concerned. So where where do you want Mason to play? On the bench. bench. Honestly, on the bench. Yeah? Like, come on maybe on the wing one time or something like that. But, like, honestly, on the bench. I didn't understand the signing. I I didn't like it then. I thought you needed a defensive... Uh, deep line playmaker kind of person who can, you know, Which, you know how Odegaard uh, drops deep and moves the ball around, like stuff like that. That's what I wanted. I I can't between, believe Mount is the guy. Between um, Anthony Mount, Casemiro, Malasia. <laughs> Which was which are Ten Hag's good signings for Manchester United? Maybe Martinez. Anybody else that he signed is any any useful? Like anybody useful at all other than Martinez? Martinez is, is, is incredible. I think Onana is going to be very, very good. Yeah, Onana is really, really, really great. great. Look, Onana claimed the ball like a diving claim. <laughs> now that, that was my season. The season could end then because De Gea is that. never coming for that, and it's going to be a goal. That was all. I make you could end the world now, and I would be happy. <laughs> You'd be okay? fine. Like no, Onana, I'm very, very happy with. Lissandro, I think, it, is good. The only issue with Onana is like I just can't hear his name and not think what's my name. Like I just can't, and it's annoying. It takes up too much processing memory. Like every time it's Onana, I'm like I gotta take a pause. What's my name? Like just internally, I gotta say before continuing the sentence. It's really annoying. I, I I do think the thing with Ten Hag is that to your point, I'm not a fan of his signings, and a lot of people give me shit for it in United fandom. But he's going to have to ask the same old people to carry this team. Bruno Fernandes and mm. Marcus Rashford. And as much as mm. I love the two of them, I don't think for four years in a row the same options should be the people carrying your team. I think you need other options because when Rashford did get injured for a little bit in the last season, it got dicey. Right? And like, mm. that's that just cannot be how this works. Anthony should be scoring 20 goals. You know what I mean? Like, someone, Mount should be maybe getting like 15 assists, but I don't see where he's going to get them from. So I'm I'm not sure what, like if Arteta's in an LSD like mode or whatever, like dreaming up scenarios, I actually don't know what drug Ten Hag is on because I don't know what effect he's going for. <laughs> I, just, I just, I actually, I just, I don't know for different reasons, if you know what I mean. Like it's confusing to me and, and it's, it's problematic to me. But they'll finish third mm-hmm. again is, is where they're going to finish. So the question, do you, do you think, yeah, you think United are finishing above Newcastle who uh, yeah. are taking advantage of Unai Emery's second season vibes? Um, <laughs> the, the same same Unai Emery who, uh, you know, l- led Sevilla to zero away wins in a, in a league campaign with a pretty good team. Uh, I don't think he's going to do that, but Newcastle look interesting at the very least. Oh, I think, they look- I think they'll finish above Newcastle. I do. They look yeah. they look better than 
I think Newcastle looked better than I thought they would look. I, th I thought Aston Villa would put up more of a fight because they looked good towards the end of last season. They looked good in preseason. They have a couple of good players. I think Buendia got injured for them, which is a big blow. Yeah. Uh, Mings, mm -hmm. Mings got injured in the game, which is a yeah, big blow. Um, so I think it's after the Mings injury that everything kind of went to shit. But Newcastle have that depth. They have three, four players that come off the bench that can still play at the same level as the first team. And that, I think, makes all the difference. And those players are not players that I would have thought, you know, I would have, I wouldn't have bet on them being those guys. But you know, when you have Callum Wilson coming off the bench, Harvey Barnes, Murphy has had an unbelievable season for them. Um, Anderson, like they have four or five players that come on after the starting eleven that I think will serve them well, especially that I think they're in the Champions League, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I think this is going to be good for them, and I maybe they're not done um, with their signings. But yeah, I think I think they're looking good, and I think Isaac's gonna have a big season if he continues this way. If Anthony Gordon can have a season, like they, they have some good players. If Isaac stays injury free, he's gonna be a problem. Like, because you can tell his confidence is is really high. Obviously, his competency is really high. Uh, yeah, that that's a guy who's gonna be a problem. Mm -hmm. I, I I think that I, I like I like Isaac a lot. I just think that Champions League is going to be a problem for them i think like managing mm. that load of games is going to be a problem for them that they haven't had before and i think yes they have squad depth but i don't think they have players who are all the way game changers at the level that you need if you're going to like challenge for a title and be in the champions league at the same time i don't see them as those guys i see them as competent football players and then in this game even yeah in the 5-1 but in the first half of that game Aston Villa had a lot yeah. of chances yeah. Villa, to Villa score well. and that defense That's looked true. soft it did <clears> look, the, the scoreline flattered them a little bit it did look kind of soft so on one game I'm not going to make too many judgments but they finished in the top four where, where we started was Liverpool and Chelsea I actually still have a problem with both Liverpool or Chelsea surmounting Newcastle I don't hmm. see it I see yeah. way too many gaps in those in both of those sides Chelsea, where the goal is going to come from. Liverpool, the midfield is porous and the defense is still crap. Like, that's where I'm like, I just don't see those two teams getting over over those. I think top four remains the same as what it was last season. Yeah, I think that's a fair shot for right now. Yeah. Yeah, I think finally maybe we can end on Brighton. Um, good win for them. Um, and, you know, I, I think that's going to be another team that we don't know who starts. Um, you know, people have Ferguson in attack, didn't play. People have, you know, in CISO, didn't play. Like, it's going to get a bit <laughs> a bit interesting. Deserby is another manager that's going to, you know, chop and uh, chop and change. James Milner, again, ever young, had a really yeah, good yeah, game, yeah. actually. Um, mm -hmm. I was very surprised. <clears throat> I'm interested to see um, Mahmoud Daoud. Like, he's, he's always been one of those where, like, he's, he was... Here, uh, Mark, like a big move for a couple of years from whatever it was, mm. Dortmund or whatever. Like, it was like, oh, he's an excellent mid. Stuff never really happened for him. Mitoma, still silky. Oh, he had that move down the, on the touchline where he just killed that guy. Like, the ball just didn't leave his foot for like three seconds, you know, just with a mm. flip flap. That, you know, they're, they're interesting. Solly March is becoming more of a goal threat. Ciao Pedro, I mean, again, interesting signing, I think. And, and people start to. People start to kind of give Deserby that benefit of that of like, oh, if you sign him, then maybe he must be good kind of thing, um, and or Brighton in general. So you know, I think they're going to be interesting. Um, still, still uh, letting Danny Welbeck ply mm -hmm. his trade in uh, the Premier League, which I 
Yeah, Welbeck, I, I, I still have a love for the guy, but I'm, this part of me is like, really? <laughs> like, you guys, <laughs> of, of all the options, this this guy who is guaranteed, speaking of Arsenal and like, you know, big chances missed, he's he's guaranteed to miss a few for you. Um, but they they are interesting. There's, there's, there's going to be some funky stuff to do with that lineup, but um, I always chuck a little bit at, at the Danny Welbeck still being there. Um, yeah, they're going to pump a few teams. Yeah, Definitely. I think eventually Ferguson will will kind of make that spot his eventually, I think. I just think maybe he's, he doesn't want to throw him in in the deep end at once. I think Welbeck's kind of just a solid option to hold up the play and bring others in, not necessarily to score just yet. But I think Evan Ferguson will eventually be that guy. Like He's he's going to be the next 100 million Brighton sale. 200 he, he's, million. Yeah, he's not no, no, knowing, knowing Brighton. <laughs> I don't know why anyone Brighton would go for a Brighton player anymore. I mean, to be fair, Chelsea also gave them like thirty-five million or whatever for their keeper, who's mid at best. Well, Sanchez. and they gave them what twenty-five, twenty-four million for Potter and the assistance. Like, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Does that go under FFP too, or no? <laughs> No, I think I think if you fire the guy, the money goes off the off the books. It's all good. My God, he's just chilling, absolutely chilling. But anyway, that's that, that's yeah. But a, cu- a couple of I think good games next week. A couple of big games. I think Spurs, United, City, Newcastle. Um, so you know that that should be interesting. Um, that's all on Saturday in a row. Actually, <laughs> weird timings. Like Eastern time, twelve thirty and three o'clock on a Saturday. Mm. Um, mm. So that'll be interesting. But yeah, a couple of good games: West Ham, Chelsea, even. Aston Villa, Everton. You know, I think the Premier League now is like almost, almost most games are are worth following through because you know you've got maybe what 10, 11, 12 teams that are all worth watching. You know, once you throw in the Brighton's, Aston Villas, um, that kind of thing, like you almost have like five games a weekend that you're like, yeah, I can tune into that. So it should be a good season. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, Roy, Monet, thank you, boys. This was this was fun. Lots of laughs. Uh, great, you, great sir. podcast to come back to. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try and be back next week for hopefully someone else has something stupid that we can laugh about. Uh, but... Always. <laughs> Probably the referees. But... Yeah. Again. All good, boys. Talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Cheers.